0: hi guys and welcome back to voice notes um if you're new welcome it's brianna and we are officially in the new year well it will be when you guys hear it it's still 2020 when i'm recording but you guys will hear this in 2021 so welcome to the new year and that, yeah (laughs) welcome hopefully it's better maybe a little bit better you know they say time is an illusion but hopefully we can you know make it make 2021 better or 2021 will be better let's affirm that let's manifest a good 2021 um but yeah I'm back, and um it's time to talk about one of one of the like downfalls that have been happening for a while but really got sped up in this pandemic among other things um still have not mastered the art of an intro. maybe I will perfect that in twenty twenty one but Besides that, today we're going to be talking about the quote-unquote fall of the beauty industry, um, my gripe with the breakfast club and the shade room, the fall, oh, I don't know why I put that twice, but anyway, and 2016 and why we need to let go of 2016. Um, We're also going to be talking about like, youtube in jamaica for a hot minute for a little minute just because i have some thoughts i have some thoughts (laughs) Mm. um but firstly we're going to be talking about youtube jamaica youtube jamaica's youtube sphere it's very weird it's very kind it's kind of first of all it's all the same it's all the same content none of it's original Uh, these people and these people all of especially like the bigger ones the bigger jamaica youtubers they put up this front of like comradriano kumbaya and we're so for the peace and they don't like each other they literally don't like each other there are a few who actually like will fuck with each other but most of them don't like each other and don't want to associate with each other and it's just not just youtube it's influencers jamaican influencers on a whole don't like each other and it's very weird and they think they think their audience is stupid like (laughs) they think their audience is stupid enough not to notice but we all know like we all know so i don't understand if like these people are the ones that will preach oh stop following people or start supporting people you don't like and they'll be following and supporting and keeping up with people that they don't like and it's like just stop like you can if you are one person like one your channel is for you alone you can make good quality content by yourself without even needing guests without even needing to associate with people you know you you don't like and you know that your values don't align with them there's so it's like just stop just just stop like it's it's getting weird And they love to pretend like we don't see it. We see it. We see it. So just like, just cut that out. Cause like, we, we know, we know. (laughs) Like, I'm like, like what? Like we know, we literally know. Anyway, I just wanted, um, other than that, the content. The content is one, very positive um two very unoriginal um three (laughs) boring the lack of personality in most of these jamaican youtubers is very obvious it's very obvious and then and then they be saying some out-of-pocket shit sometimes like that girl that said what let's say y'all you're, y'all you're, you're man if you cry or whatever if you cry if you're a man and you cry like why would you need to go on such a big platform why would you say that first of all why and why would you go public and say that like like Like, you don't have to be... You don't have to aim to be, like, the most politically correct person in the world. But, my God. Like... (laughs) Like... Like, some of these people are truly, like, horrible people. Like... And then, like... The content is the same. It's the same... And it's the same thing on the American front. And, you know, Jamaican YouTubers copy, really, what American YouTubers do. They're all in the same boat. They're all... Of, but I'm speaking to mainly to Jamaica. I'm speaking specifically to Jamaica. Um, You can come up with original content. Um, And you can... It's okay to show your personality sometimes. But some of these people... Quite frankly, don't have any, so it is what it is, and it's it's whatever, honestly. Like, like I, I don't watch. I watch like five channels, maximum, maybe, maybe on YouTube consistently. Four, actually, four. I'm subscribed to like I'm honestly not subscribed to that many channels period. Um but I like like YouTube content that I keep up with, like every upload that they come out with, I will watch, or if I miss it on the day it comes out, I will go back and watch it. Maybe five. And none of them are Jamaican. <laughs> And that's not like a diss. That's not like a diss to... Because the American YouTubers don't be giving either. They do, the ones that I do watch and do enjoy just so happen to not be Jamaican. And I, I'm... i like I'm not I because it's neither here nor there to me. But... We're going to have to start seeing some originality. Some original content. I don't understand like you guys have. There is material. Not because it's Jamaica. There is material. Um and it's it, I'm not saying that it's, it's you can't like get inspiration from other content creators or you can't like you I mean you can like do a similar I think you can do a similar video to a content creator and give them credit. Um but every single upload is the same. No real no real variation in content honestly. Um and there is only maybe one or two jamaican youtubers that maybe that have actual original content like some so like some of them honestly just aren't interesting Like i've given jamaican youtubers a chance of course (sighs) after a while it gets it becomes a drag it becomes a bit of a drag And, you know, I don't care if... I'm not going to be one of those persons that's like, oh, everybody starts in a YouTube channel, da-da-da-da-da. I'm not one of those people. If you want to start a YouTube channel, start a YouTube channel. I don't care. It's just that make sure that you have good quality content. That's all, like... If you have good quality content, content that will interest me, um... I don't mind that. I'm really interested right now in commentary. This is basically my podcast because I don't want to do YouTube. It's too much. It's too much. I don't want to I don't want to even go down that road. I want to speak and not show my face. Um so I won't I don't think I would ever join the YouTube community. I mean it is a very strong word but nonetheless um I'm basically the podcast equivalent of a commentary channel I think so because I comment on shit and I talk about I like it's basically a commentary channel I want to see the YouTube equivalent of this Jamaican I want to see a Jamaican commentary channel that's that's what i'm interested in really because i feel like i know how to do my makeup makeup well enough so makeup content doesn't really interest me that much unless it's like commentary on makeup and the makeup industry makeup influencers and stuff like that that's i'm interested in hearing people talk about uh, about topics that i'm interested in or relating um situations to real life topics or topics that could possibly impact you know you and me the regular us regular folk <laughs> um i want to see that on youtube and there's also and i feel like with that it's more flexible because you are always going to have some form of originality because you're sharing your views, your thoughts on certain situations. And I would love to see that. Of course, you have to have a personality outside of that. Um, and I want to see that showcase. I don't want to see the generic. And you guys know what the generic YouTube content is. You know. And once there's a trend, like one trend that, that sticks, for example mukbangs you know you guys know that youtubers took that and went to the moon came back and went again um and i mean i don't mind a mukbang um most of them are centered around commentary you know and you know that that's my thing like i like that kind of stuff currently and of course like interests will change um and you have to find your audience and get to know your audience and what they appreciate, what they like to see and adapt to that. Um, they're going to have to do that as a content creator. But I mean, you can do that and still manage to make, make it work. Like... You can still showcase your personality. You have good quality content. I'm not saying that you have to be a commentary channel. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. I hope that doesn't get taken the wrong way. You don't have to be a commentary channel. I would like to see a commentary channel. A Jamaican compen- commentary channel. Um, But yeah. It's just. And then like. Other than that too. Just... They just go to the extremes. The extremes, like... It's almost like... Sometimes they go out of their way to push people's buttons. And cause, like, outrage. Because they know that that will gain traction to their channel. I just... I... it It's weird. Especially couple jam like jamaican couple channels hang it up um couple channels i feel like should be left in 2020 as well if you're not going to come with original good quality content you can come come up with um good quality content as a couple that does not include pranks at all that's what i want to be left in 2020 um couple prank channels hang it up hang it up pranks hang it up because you guys be going to the extreme i remember i didn't watch the video because i don't watch couples including jamaican ones Content is not interesting. Full of pranks. I don't even... I, I don't really like pranks because I don't like practical jokes. I'm just that kind. Of, I, do, I Not for me. I don't like to be pranked. Um, Because pranks make me feel stupid. I don't like to feel stupid. I don't like to have my intelligence be questioned. And I don't like to be enraged. So I just stay clear of that. Um what was i saying <laughs> um but yeah hang it up like i was talking about that video i saw a clip of it on twitter um the girl pranked her boyfriend i think yeah the girl pranked her boyfriend saying she was being kidnapped and you know all these pranks are staged which makes it worse you plan this all of these pranks are staged because there's no way that you have a channel centered around pranks and don't know when you're getting pranked also that is why these people not just jamaican couples couples on youtube in general target younger audiences that don't know or care about that kind of stuff and that they can very impressionable people that they can paint that kind of illusion to, and i'm mainly talking about like 12 11 12 13 to 16 16 isn't even pushing it like 16 17 that that age range that in itself is weird but why are you pulling a prank that you're being kidnapped the magnitude of being kidnapped giving very much the boy the boy who cried wolf what what if god forbid i hope it doesn't happen to anybody i would never wish that on anybody but what if it happens what if it actually happens what are you going to do like your boyfriend probably is going to think that this is just another prank Like, these people don't think about cause and effect. It it gives me very much. Remember, I remember that time. I think it was like a year ago. When the A's family, they convinced their audience that their house got robbed or whatever. And I'm just like, what if it actually happened? Of course, I wouldn't wish that to actually happen. But what if? What are you going to do? People are going to think it's another prank. It's another joke. And also, why are you playing planks, pranks on your audience in the first place? Why are you... Hmm? It... Tone-deaf. It... Honestly, tone-deaf. What? Like... But but back to the Jamaican sphere, because that's what I'm talking about. It's all bad, honestly. <laughs> And I mean, I don't have a problem with certain kinds of content. I'm not, I'm not like, but I'm I'm really mainly speaking to content that I'm interested in or I would find like interesting or I feel like other people would find interesting. Vlogs aren't bad, but like. I don't want to see you go to the grocery store, honestly, I don't, I, I have, like, one of my friends says she, she watches, like, couple channels, or, like, she watches Jamaican YouTubers, she says she wants to, like, be taking places, almost, like, what i want to see you travel and i know that that is kind of restricted especially internationally in a pandemic in the pandorosa that we're in right right now but you can travel locally that there are good places to travel locally and maintain like social distancing um, protocols and mask up on all of that you can do that um that kind of content may be interesting but I guess it's like the execution of it for me. It's just not interesting. You are going somewhere and you're not speaking. You're not interact. You have to interact with your audience as a YouTuber. I feel like you... And that's why I don't... You do YouTube because... Because I almost... And I didn't, but like... I could do... I could bring this onto YouTube... If I wanted to, but I'm not going to because I don't want to be on YouTube, but I don't feel like I'm the YouTube person either. Like, I'm not that kind of, I'm not, like you kind of have to build a personal relationship almost, almost with your audience. I'm that, I'm not that kind of girl so I wouldn't do that, but I feel like as a YouTuber, you you kind of have to do that because people like really seek out YouTube content because they want to find somebody that can quote unquote relate to them and relatable quote unquote content is a whole nother thing that I'm not even going to get into. But yeah reform i feel like i feel like youtube in general needs a reform because it's been this way in general across all spheres american jamaican whatever for a while for a while like since for a couple years actually reform honestly like overhaul and overhaul um um And with the fall of certain, uh, like, sections of YouTube, you guys are going to have to, at some point, come up with original content, or you guys are just going to have to, like, get rid of your channels. And why would you? I, like, like, the fall of, for example, the fall of Beauty Guru YouTube, the fall of, um, what else? The fall of that relatable quote unquote side of YouTube, fall of DIY YouTube. Like, every, and couple YouTube is falling now. Like, it's falling from grace and has been for a while. At some point, people are going to stop caring about, um, I give it until their audience grows up. Why you're marketing it to your channel to thirteen year olds? Hmm, that's another thing. But um, yeah, yeah, all including these sections, mukbangs, blogs, challenges. They're going to fall. They're going to have their fall from grace. So you're going to have to rebrand. YouTube is all about rebranding too. But I feel like, I feel like YouTube as a whole needs a rebrand. And a refresher. And then you can you know start again. Originality is what is needed on YouTube, honestly. And start doing that. Bullshit for views that, that's, that's stupid shit Just stop doing all that bullshit for views like, It's not worth it I promise it's not worth it But yeah that's like my little tidbit On Jamaican YouTube And the Jamaican YouTube sphere Yeah That's my yeah. Next I'm going to go into my gripe With the breakfast club And the shade room I'm going to start with the um, breakfast club Hang it up Hang it up flat screen. <laughs> um we we ha so we as a society has progressed past the need for the breakfast club. One the situation that really set that in ow, that really set that in stone for me was the way they vilified sh- vilified and gaslighted Megan Stanley because she did not want to go on their show. First of all, Megan Santana does not need the Breakfast Club at this point in her career. She does not. No nobody really does, honestly, cuz it doesn't do anything for their career. Um, like Breakfast Club <laughs> The Breakfast Club was really all about like jokes and drama and all of that. And I feel like the soldier boy um episode really cemented that for them no it's like hang it up like it's getting weird like you are bringing these people to make them talk about things that they don't want to talk about and they know and we know that that's what their audience wants to see because that's what they're interested in like (sighs) but like hang it up like like hang it up because like you are bringing especially women and we're going to speak on it especially women bringing them on your podcast not it's not even a podcast it's a radio show sorry about that it's a radio show that so happens to be on a podcasting platform (laughs) um to vilify them honestly, vilify them put them in situations that they're not com uncom- um that they're not comfortable in um three biggest I- examples I can think of are monique um Kelani and Megan Thee stallion and it's like and of course they are black <laughs> they bullied Kelani over that um. What did it? I don't remember what it was, but it was a situation that she obviously did not want to speak about. Um, um Megan Sani with the Tori lane situation. Of course, she wouldn't want to come on your show to relive her drama, and that's what you wanted her to come on their show to do. So and the fact that she refused that's what got them so upset and it does not sit right with me and then they try to paint themselves as like the pro-black like poster poster show for pro-blackness and that's obviously not the case because we all know that if you invited Megan on your show the first thing you would do after a small talk is talk about the Tory Lane situation None of us wants to hear about that leprechaun, especially not Megan. So, hang it up. Just end it. Like we, I don't know why people still listen to those people, especially Charlamagne. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't get why people still listen to the Rap Fast Club. Grow up honestly grow up but like like just i don't understand like you are bringing all these people on your show and you don't do it to the men Hmm. shocker to vilify them and when they refuse to come on your show in megan's case you gaslight them and you vilify them more. Like, what? Um, no celebrity influencer person that exists and needs the Breakfast Club to aid in their career development. None, none of them do. If anything, it helps the Breakfast Club more than the person. Um, Because what does it do? What does the Breakfast Club contribute to all these people's career? Other than drama and mess. And vilification on social media. Like, what? Especially if you're a woman. Especially if you are a black woman. race applies. Race and gender applies here. Like, what? Like, and these people, all these people, car, car, all these people's careers um, have progressed past the need for the breakfast club. You don't need the breakfast club. We don't need the breakfast club as a society. And that's just that. Just end it. That's one of the things I want to end, it, to be left in 2020. End it end it like and uh, yeah next we're going to talk about the shade room why does it still exist it is the breeding ground for bitterness the shade room the breeding ground for bitterness everybody in the shade room comments angry miserable and bitter For no reason. Literally unprovoked. What? Like. Literally. Unprovoked. Like just. Just hang it up. Like. Ever since. Like I've hated the shade room for a while. Now like. A while. But like. And the worst part is, and the hate is of, of course, specifically to black women because people hate us. But and I mean, women in general, but especially black women. Um, and it's very ironic because the owner of the shade room is a black woman, and then they made this bullshit announcement that. We're not going to be, we're not going to be the avenue for hate. We don't condone hate here. And they still be condoning hate over there. Like, when they, and they, one thing that irks me, especially about the shade room, they keep talking about people's children. Huh? The I have the shade room blocked, so I will not see them anywhere. So, yeah, cause I want to live stress free. I don't want to see them, and they've been talking about people's children, like people's hyper personal going on. It's very weird. One of, well, two of the situations I can think about is when they allowed people to throw vitriol on Blue Ivy when she was, like, at no age is that acceptable because she's, like, especially because, like, she's still a kid. But when she was a baby, like, why... (laughs) what and then we we when big sean and um jenny eichel suffered their miscarriage um earlier this year but last year um they posted this thing merging the two of them faces like right after it happened asking like this is what a baby um jenny and big sean would look like what are your thoughts really like tone deaf and they know and they know and they don't care they literally don't care no matter how much um an announcement that them could have make say oh we don't condone hate over here them still i got a low hate over there because they know that that's what their audience wants to see and if you follow the shared room honestly unfollow me because I don't understand what you see. What draws you to the shade? What would possess you to follow the shade room? Honestly, what? Like, honestly, what would coax you to follow the shade room? (laughs) Like... Anyway, that's my... Because this is, like, that, that whole thing is getting me upset. Like, if you follow the shade room in the, the year of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ 2021, mm, I don't know what to tell you. Like, miserable and bitter. You have to be because I don't understand. <laughs> And if you go on the shade room and you don't see the... You, if you do not see the problem with the shade room, you are also tone deaf and insensitive. And I mean... Hmm. Anyway, that's my little gripe. That's my... It's actually not little at all, but... I'm sick of talking about them. That's my thing with the breakfast club and the shade room. Just abolish the shade room. Us as a society has progressed past the need for the shade room. Like, they, they honestly made me sick. Like, why does it still exist? <laughs> why does it still exist? I'm, I've never followed them. Thank God, I never followed them. But if you still follow them, like no, like no, like no, like. <laughs> hmm. Next is the beauty industry. Um, first we're going to talk about. We're gonna talk about three things in this section. We're gonna talk about. Sorry, I'm trying to add myself up again because the shade room is so draining. Like they're so draining that I'm drained talking about them. Um, we're gonna talk about um skincare, luxury fashion brands, and makeup brands. Not in that order though. I don't know why I didn't do that, but yeah. Firstly, I'm going to talk about make makeup the makeup industry it's falling of course they're not like down in the dumps like they're still making money um but they're they're they have obviously been making less money than they usually do and have been for the couple year for a couple years honestly i would say since 20 the end of 2018 um yeah and but they're not like struggling by any means they're still making money but they're they're losing they're losing money they're losing money especially in a pandemic when people people's priorities have changed people are really focusing on their real lives like focusing on staying alive and staying afloat financially Um, so vanity, in general, has taken a loss since the pandemic hit. Um, but yeah, makeup brands, other than that, uh, other than the pandemic, makeup brands, like, there has been, like, a... Like, this, like... Makeup. The makeup industry is in a great area right now. There's really no like good products coming out. Of course, there's a few brands that have done well this year, given the circumstances. Um. Well, despite the circumstances, but others have been on the rocks for a while, like on the rocks for a while. Um. Yeah. Um. I just like and un- and un- like like celebrity makeup brands that don't. I don't care enough to like hate uh, or whatever. I don't care enough um, because there have been good celebrity makeup brands that have done and that that and those that have done well this year. But well, I, well, I can really only think of two, and I'm really talking about Fenty, duh, and Rare Beauty by Selena Gomez. Rare Beauty has done well this year. Um I have never shopped with them. I have shopped with Fenty. Um but I've heard very good things about Rare Beauty. Um like one of the commentary girls I watch <laughs> said that rare beauty actually came out with the blush of their so obviously they're doing pretty good despite the um pandemonium that we're going through right now. Um but yeah other than those makeup celebrity makeup brands the ones that have fallen short have fallen short and have like people are really starting to people have come out of the haze that is beauty guru youtube I'm going to talk about that for a bit <laughs> um and people are starting to realize the lie the lie that was beauty over be youtube um but yeah other than that i feel like i have this conspiracy theory i don't even know if you can call it conspiracy theory or just fact that some of these uh makeup brands especially celebrity makeup brands and I could name names, but I'm not even going to. They sell and I've always had this thought about this one particular band I'm thinking of, Kylie Cosmetics. Oh. That um allegedly because I don't want to get sued. They sell smaller stocks um that will sell real quick. Like this, like they have a number in inventory that they know, they that they can guarantee that will they will, that will sell, and will sell quickly, quickly, so let's say, like, a hundred, you have a hundred palettes, uh, that you know for a fact will sell out, because you know, because, like, you are, like, there's really shock value associated with your brand, regardless of what, of who you are as a celebrity, or influencer, or whatever, um, that you know will sell out quick so you can say, you can do that and say like oh my god guys oh my collection sold out Da-da-da-da-da. thank you for another there will be a restock Da-da-da-da. and then you do a restock. there may be less this time let's say like 50 or same hundred that you know may sell out or will sell out again um but yeah <laughs> that's my little conspiracy theory with that, um, but yeah, makeup in general has taken a hit, because people are starting to realize that these products, that, that those that came out in, like, 2016, and especially in 2016 with the boom in makeup, um, has really, like, like, people started to realize that those product, products were not good at all. And I, personally, am not even, like, a big makeup person. I wear... I don't wear makeup often because it's a hassle to put on and a hassle to take off for me. So, I just... I just don't deal with that. Honestly, the last time I put on makeup was for my grad picture. Um... And that was months ago. Before that, the last time I put on makeup was, like, my graduation, which was to, like, what, two years before that? <laughs> actually, no. Anyway, it was actually a couple of months before that. But, like, that's not the point here. The point is that... I lost my train of thought. But the point is that makeup has taken a hit. And the pandemic it has really like sped that process up of course it will make a like every trend makes a comeback because history repeats itself so the trend the the packed face smoky eye uh glitter liner phase of 2017 that will make a comeback um the um baking your face the excessive baking your face um um excess like like your face full of concealer that era of like in 2016 um will make a comeback every trend is going to make a comeback and i think that may happen after the pandemic when people start will start going crazy going out and all from a foolishness and they may have a little bit more to like they have may have a little more to spend and to splurge on that so those trends will make a comeback but as of right now like makeup it's obvious that makeup brands don't know where they're going um they don't know what their like stick is right now because um in 2016 the product of that year I feel like like the product to have and to sell was um lipstick, liquid lipstick, 2017. I would say eyeshadow, like those big uh, that those big like 30 plus pan palettes. I think that was like 2016. Um and matte lipstick too. Matte lipstick made its entrance in 2017. Um, in 2018, um, uh, it was, like, eyeshadow too, um, like, blush was a trend for a while, um, stuff like that, and with the introduction of Fenty Beauty, um, like, wide, which should have been the norm, but, of course, they don't care about black people, because I don't know why they don't think black people wear makeup, but anyway, um fancy beauty came in with their 50 um shade foundation range that changed the game all of a sudden we started to see more makeup brands um really take that and run with it um we started to see people um brands not people brands extend their foundation ranges um Come out with wide foundation ranges. I remember Morphe came out with a hundred eyeshadows. Heard they were ass. Um, Half of them were green. Of course, they were the darker shades. What was supposed to be the darker shades, but whatever. Um, Brands were coming up with... Like, they were trying to one-up Fenty. And they just couldn't do it because they didn't do it properly. Like, of course, like 50... Like sixty shade foundation ranges are good, like inclusivity. Finally, but they're not. They weren't. They weren't executed well. There are only like a few brands, honestly, other than Twenty, that have good foundation ranges that took that trend and actually ensured that what they came up with was. Oh, that was a mouthful. That what they came up with was worthwhile. That was like good quality stuff <sighs> Whew. yeah but another reason why um makeup the makeup industry other than just a lack of creativity and innovation honestly um of course there are brands that have done well this year other than Fenty and Rare Beauty can't think of any right now but um yeah <laughs> But yeah, there are other the few other brands that I have done well this year. Of course all of them in in you know the grand scheme of things have done well but yeah they're not like I have done well said that they're not struggling, that they're not they have not hit bottom. But, um, not yet at least <laughs> But if they're falling like their brands that have have had their fall from grace, um which which happened actually happened a while back like last year abh had its fall from grace with that entire like uh pr search thing um morphe whatever (laughs) i'm not even going to go into that right now but yeah as i was saying um Another reason why makeup is hasn't done as well this year is because of the rise of, skin, of the skincare industry. And that leads me into talking about skincare. Skincare is obviously dominating right now. People have started to pay attention to their skin and to taking care of their skin because nobody wants skin diseases. And I'm not talking about acne because I don't really... Honestly, I honestly don't have, I don't want acne, but if you have acne, eh, like, that's none of my business. <laughs> but people have started to take care of their skin, um, and, st- and have started to invest in their skin, and, yeah, I'd honestly love to see it. So, the, like, the skincare industry is on our rise right now i wouldn't say there's a big boom but there is a rise there has been a rise in skincare and the people have t- started to take skincare more seriously um not just on the consumer side but on the producer side um uh, it's it's not in its peak right now by any means but yeah, and we're starting to see where skincare brands have used, to, are starting to use celebrity marketing and really staying away from the influencer side of things, unless you're, you're, you're an esthetician. And that don't really count. Like, if you are a licensed esthetician, you're not an influencer. Um, but yeah, people, like brands in general, not just like, not just, that not... Not just skincare, but like makeup, even makeup brands, um, uh, fashion brands, which I will get into an, in, in a minute. Um, they they're just still clear from influencer marketing, cause of course the influencer realm has not turned on its head yet. Um, but we 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 lies are being uncovered the whole especially like sponsorships undisclosed sponsorships um affiliate codes that were being pushed on our throats a couple years ago things like that are starting to be uncovered the lies of the beauty industry um the influencer beauty influencer industry have been um dying have been exposed and it's kind of like Eh, You know, and a don't worry so right now. Of course, it will make it come back. Um, people are like brands are and people have taken a break from influencers right now, so influencer marketing doesn't really happen as much anymore. Um, it still happens, of course, but it, it there's an obvious downfall. Um, and skincare brands have stared clear of that, stared clear of that completely. Um, and i love to see. I actually should be announcing the other episode right now. The one that came out last week. But, I'll do it while I'm talking. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so brands have been, skincare brands have been staying clear of um influencers, period. And I actually love to see it. I want, cause Fenty, Fenty Skin, which... I'm going to talk about its impact in a minute um Fenty Skin uses celebrity marketing and they use a bit of they use a bit of influencer marketing but they the thing is they use trusted influencers for example Alyssa Ashley where people have trusted and People, her audience already has this level of trust, and people in general that don't even watch her channel have this level of trust in her. That, 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 like, like, that she has a good reputation in her industry, which is influencing. Um, and she is an, I think, she is an actual influencer. So it's they they do they did use a bit of influencer marketing. Um but they also used aestheticians, they consulted aestheticians because people will trust aestheticians with their skincare more than they will trust the average influencer. Um so yeah, that was really good on their part. And skincare brands in general, even those that don't have visible brand owners, um have used that tactic as well one of them is Sarah v um they use estheticians in their marketing tactics as well so yeah that's I feel, and i feel like that's a good thing um and licensed estheticians are that so <laughs> licensed and trusted estheticians those who have built their platforms without these brands so that's a good thing also people have been investing in their skin because not really it what i would call it a trend i would call it a trend it is a trend to do so so yeah um yeah so people are starting to like invest really in their skin because nobody's really wearing makeup right now um huh people are really just like oh my god like i'm getting frazzled right now because hmm, people aren't really like trusting influencers like that right now um so, yeah, estheticians is a better marketing tactic, I think. And people are, are starting to, like, invest more in their skin and in their bodies in, in general. Um, because people want to be healthy. People want to be healthy right now. People are starting to take their health seriously. Not just internally, but externally as well. And, yeah, that's it for that. And, of course, celebrities are starting to enter the skincare industry. That's mostly all of Rihanna's impact. Um, I don't know if people are going to say, but oh, Kylie came my with Kylie Skin birth first. Kylie came up with Kylie Skin after we all found out that Fenty, that, that Rihanna bought the, um, the Fenty a little fee so no <laughs> um because i think she bought that out a year after a year and un- 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 change after Fenty beauty came out so it's all Rihanna's impact and then we saw that kylie tried to get ahead of the game um and then we see we now see uh, celebrity makeup brands not makeup skincare brands including Pharrell Williams Boy Pharrell Williams J Lo um Pharrell Williams J Lo Alicia Keys Um Kylie we can add her and I saw today that um that girl from the the girl the lady woman from the Ace family she has a skincare brand now I just want these people to know that it takes a really long time to develop skincare products. It takes a lot of time and effort. It's not something you can make at your house. It's not something you can make at your house. I don't trust. I don't play about my skin. So I don't trust celebrity skincare brands. Period. Because it's all a cash grab. They all want a piece of the pie, so I don't even... Mm-mm. So I know from me, I don't play about my skin. I already have a good working skincare routine. The only celebrity skincare product I would buy right now is that Fenty Hydrovisor Moisturizer and F- SPF because I like the, the packaging. is pretty. I'm not sensitive to fragrance. And I want it, so... <laughs> yeah that's the only one i would buy right now but i don't don't know no because i don't play about my skin i don't play with my skin like that so i don't i know i don't i'm not good to do it um yeah but yeah that's for that that's that for that next i'm going to go into luxury brands quote unquote fall of luxury brands luxury brands have been losing money for years now like for a while for a while now um because the elitist nature of luxury brands is falling people are starting to open their eyes to the foolery <laughs> that these brands keep up with um but yeah, these brands have they're not struggling, of course. Like I said, about makeup, like I said, about <laughs> these other industries and these uh thing things. Um luxury brands are not struggling by any means, but they are definitely losing money. Um, some of them have fallen from grace, um, some of them have lost money and some of them have actually filed for bankruptcy um uh, in and yeah a lot a lot of these stores including like carriers secondhand carriers of these well not second hand but like carriers of these luxury items have filed for bankruptcy one example is um neiman marcus filed, they filed for bankruptcy in 2019, I think, don't quote me, but they did file for bankruptcy, um, but yeah, luxury brands have been losing money for a while, the structure, uh, the elitist nature, uh, has fallen, and we see where, like, luxury brands have, like, been bought by other luxury brands for example michael kors which you guys went on a twitter tirade the other day um about that i don't care enough about to even talk about that i'm not no 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 because L- these conversations around luxury brands is another one of these Twitter conversations that needs to end. Um, yeah. Um, so I'm not even gonna talk about that. What I was saying is that Michael Kors bought Versace last year, 2020. No, 2019. In 2019, they bought Versace. And they bought Jimmy Choo. Um, among others. They have bought others. The, but I don't really know what like they are specifically. But they have bought a couple luxury brands. Um so yeah. Because they're losing money. Like some um, have got, actually gone broke and have needed to sell uh, uh to be put up for sale. So yeah. The prestige of luxury brands are, are 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 falling. A couple of brands have had their fall from grace, um, and so like there was this time, this this weird time in in luxury brands where multiple brands have used um black outrage as a marketing tactic. Um, one of them is um. I can name... I think I can name three. I can name three off the top of my head right now. Gucci, uh, Prada, and Montclair. For literally no reason other than than they need some money and some traction. Because, of course, if they cause black outrage, black people are going to get mad. And people are going to start talking. About said brands, that's what they want. Didn't work out well for them, of course. They're not losing money because the people that do buy from these brands, and I'm mainly talking about the black elites, especially rappers and singers and stuff like that, they don't care. So it's whatever, but but. They have been losing money. And I have a conspiracy theory. Another one. Maybe a bit of a reach. But that's why it's a theory. (laughs) And a conspiracy. That some of these luxury brands pay rappers to name drop their brands. Of course some don't. Because of. But I feel like Gucci definitely did. Because there is no way that people look at Gucci and think it's cute. Of course, Dior. I don't think Dior did. Because Dior benefit greatly from Pop Smoke. With, (laughs) rest in peace. With his song. Uh, So Dior is, you know. Making a little bit of a comeback, Fendi has made a comeback because of Nicki Minaj, Pucci as well. Um, who else? Gucci? Uh, Gucci? I think Gucci made its comeback. I wouldn't even call it a comeback if they ever left, but they made a, a think they come back in like twenty sixteen with the Migos or whatever. I don't know why because, like, um, who else? Who else can I think of? Um, Chanel, um, but them, yeah, like, of course, they have to be, like, they have to be dimming it down a little bit because, and I mean, they're not really dimming it down. They're not gonna stop until they have to file for bankruptcy because they don't care. They don't care. So like, um, they don't they don't care. So they're going to keep their prices high because they want to maintain the elitist nature of luxury fashion. So yeah, and you know that some of these brands have taken a hit because poor people started to buy their brand so people start to look down on it one said brand is Michael Kors I'm not going to go into that any further and it's like they're not gonna like lower their prices or anything because elitism um <laughs> And they're not gonna stop until they have to file for bankruptcy. So yeah, some of these brands have filed for bankruptcy before, others are like on the brink of. So yeah. Um the biggest comeback by a luxury brand, well not really a not, not a luxury brand, a luxury product is the Birkin bag. I don't even know how it made its comeback. All I know is that all the girlies are getting breaking bags now. Mm, Some of them are fake, but regardless. Um, And of course, us poor folk are not rich enough to even cancel, uh, quote-unquote, cancel luxury brands. We're we're just not because, um, honestly, but... Honestly, if I get a luxury product right now from a brand I don't like, um, and a product that's not cute, I'm gonna sell it. Like that's what that. I that said, if I get a Birkin bag right now, I would sell it. <laughs> um, and I agree, I would sell it because I buy what I like, and I like I don't like Birkin bags that much, but they did make. A big comeback. Uh, the biggest comeback of any luxury product. And... Hermes... Um, like Hermes is doing pretty good if I... Like like because of that. So... Yeah. I don't even know how Birkin Bags made it come back. Because it was the bag... The it bag for... for um, a couple years back, I don't know how, um, and of course, the, with the introduction of more uh, inclusive, inclusive luxury is a paradoxical phrase, but I'm going to use it today, for example, Telfar, um, has really put these other luxury brands to like, I have really put them to the test. Like, yeah. I just feel like starting a luxury brand right now, that's not inclusive. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. It do- and don't get me wrong, Telfar's, Telfar, the brand has been around for a while. Telfar bags have been selling out for years. I don't know when the hype will ever die though, or so I can't get me one. Because... I- i've had my eye on two for months now and i have not been able to get my hands on them and i don't believe in flipping bags i don't believe in flipping bags for profit when it's supposed to be because it's not supposed to be an elitist brand it's it's supposed to be like where it's not it's not even like necessarily luxury because the whole point of the whole the values that tell fire sticks to is that everybody can get one and everybody will be able to get one if they want to um and i feel like that's the route if luxury brands choose to they're not going to if they want to stay afloat, and if, like, the lu- the luxury industry needs a rebrand, and I feel like that's the rebrand they need, just make it m- inclusive, because there are only so many rich people in the world. And, I mean, speaking of rich people, I saw an article literally a while ago that, um, 2020 produced 56 billionaires 2020 alone and who is going to try to convince me that capitalism is good now by keeping poor people poor like billion like billionaires don't become billionaires by being cheap <laughs> at all they don't they get they get rich. They become billionaires by exploiting poor people. Anyway, that that's just a that's just a little bit of a tangent. But luxury brands need a rebrand. They need to. They're going to have to um lower their prices at some point, and they will still have their prestige. This prestige that they so want. Whatever but they will still have their prestige and still be able to make money so i don't know why i do know why they don't do it i don't i do i do know why they don't do it but yeah and they tried to rebrand earlier this year they did they did um using the Using black people using the Negroes, they tried to rebrand because with the reprisal the Black Lives Matter movement that lasted for literally T minus three months, they did because this the black outrage stopped working a while back and never worked. But They realized, especially in that time, you can't, you could can never even try that. So they took another road. They st- they used the Black Lives Matter movement. Sorry about that. Um, they used the Black Lives Matter movement, making political fashion, quote unquote, unquote, political fashion as being to try and sell and that also did not work partially because they could not keep up that they couldn't even pretend to care about black people so of course it was going to fall apart it's the same thing with makeup brands makeup brands tried it too and it did not work because why do all of a sudden you care about black people like what and just like a little bit of a tan- of a tangent um there is one makeup brand that tried black outrage this year as a marketing tactic last year <laughs> as a marketing tactic i'm talking about lancome because they released the taint you doll a couple of years ago and that did really well um and Uh, and then it released this other foundation this year, five shades, don't know if it's five shades, but the shades they do have, not for us, not for us Negroes, (laughs) literally. Um, but yeah, luxury brands try to make political fashion a thing, don't know why, I do know why, because they wanted to make money. And they realized that they could do it, that they, that they thought they could do it off the backs of black people. Didn't work. Couldn't even pretend to care enough. So, of course, it wasn't going to work. Um, Because at that point, Scandal did not sell. And Scandal is not selling right now, to be honest, because we haven't seen that many shenanigans in a while. Not going to jinx it. Hope hope I don't jinx it. But activism sells now. (sighs) Activism sells now. And of course, they're going to jump on the back one. Because they're going broke. They're losing money. (laughs) But they're going to have their comeback they're going to have their deconstruction and their comeback it's not going to the comeback is not going to be soon though they're going to fall first all of them <laughs> and i don't feel bad for brands because their entire brand they all of these brands are built up the backs of capitalism and poor people so i don't care about them so yeah of course, I don't want to people people to lose. Yeah, I do care about the people that work for them because I don't want people to lose their jobs in the middle of a pandemic. But the brand itself, no fuck it. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, luxury brands didn't even lose. Let me rephrase that. Luxury brands don't use influencer marketing, not that I know of, anyway they use models and there are only but so many models that are actually that can actually model most of them are black of course they're not going to use them because they're black they don't care about. they don't care about the Neroes. at this point like whatever like And I don't even, like, all I have to say on this, because, because luxury brands, besides all of that, they're not making that good looking stuff. Like, what's selling right now, really, is like, um, like, the logo prints tacky like like no no like and honestly luxury brands know that their market is really like like rappers and singers and stuff like that they know that that's what that that's where they're my and and um instagram people instagram like models and stuff that's known that that they know that that's where their that's who their target audience is for right now and I feel like that's who are keeping them afloat. Because who else? Who else is buying? And I mean, I've seen like a couple. But those Dior uh, mini bags that do not look good. <laughs> the uh, Air Dior's that do not look good. And we start to see where... Luxury brands are collaborating with like fast fashion and street fashion brands. <laughs> um, and luxury brands that are trying to make their comeback are collabing with fast fashion brands like Baby Fat. They come with, I think it was, they released, they didn't collab with, they released their collection in, I think don't quote me but i'm pretty sure i don't want to say but they call it with a fast fashion brand i was like what the same way sean john they called i think it was with pretty little thing like but anyway like anyway um But yeah, back to what I was saying, like luxury brands know that they're losing money. They don't care to do anything to fix it because if they would, they would lower their prices and be more inclusive because they can maintain their their prestige and still have a wider audience wider, not audience, client, clientele, consumer, market, that's the word, (laughs) um, but they don't, they don't want you to even try, so it doesn't even make sense, um, yeah, that's all I have to say for that, but I don't want anybody that works for luxury brands, because how many of these products are made ethically to lose the little money that they do get Mm. Mm, mm, mm. but luxury brands will have their day and they will also have the day that will they will rise again because they always do history always repeats itself same way and it happened with the Birkin bag. The Birkin bag is the primest example right now. Because it was the it bag and then it had its fall and now it's having its rise again. Is it the it bag again? Probably. Of course some of them like some of them are fake. Like I just want these well, I just want these girlies to like buy what they like first of all. <laughs> um and yeah and if you can't afford it most people can't most of us cannot afford the birkin bag if you can't afford it don't even try to pretend like you can because we know you guys are living lifestyles nice that you cannot afford in the first place so like let's just hang it up hang it up um yeah that's that for that next is i'm going to go into 2016 i wish we should really let 2016 go it's time to hang it up (laughs) um of course there was a good there were some good things that came out of 2016 i guess that people love to speak about people love to say 2016 is the per- was the perfect year it was not like of course there were like a lot of major shifts happened in 2016 i'm good some good some good I'm bad some bad um 2016 saw a shift a drastic shift in the music industry Um, We started to see the rise of ethnic music. I'm mainly speaking about, like, Afrobeat music. Um, I want to say K-pop as well. Um, um, We started to see a shift in R&B. We started to see this... And this is not a good thing. But we started to see that the influx of untalented male rappers... Influx like a boom in untalented male rappers, and we started to—I would say—the revolution of mumble rapping. Although Future spearheaded that, but the influx. Um, but yeah, the right. Twenty sixteen was a good year for music. I will not lie. I will not lie. Um, it was the year of summer 16 and Re- that was really drake's year to be honest because that entire views era we can call it an era was something else was honestly something else and um yeah but the shift in music really aged a lot of artists out of their genre I really hate to see of course some of them have are making and have been making a comeback with the aid of Twitter. I wanted guys I wanted to say social media, but like nobody talks of it at, on, on Instagram, so can't even include them. Um, um but yeah I Like twenty sixteen was a good year in music, but like 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 it wasn't the best year in music. It wasn't. It was not. Um for me, for me, twenty seventeen was an amazing year in music. But honestly it was a better year in music than twenty seventeen Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm and we don't speak about it enough um but yeah next and that was really the only good thing i can think of that happened in 2016 um next year was like, like the good kind of good kind of bad section the boom in influencers boom of course there were some good influencers that came out of that time most of them are horrible people, though. Like <clears throat> to just what happened to become famous or famous adjacent. Like, and also twenty sixteen. I have to say, saw the evolution in Instagram. Of course, it um Instagram existed like years before that. Uh, I think it launched in two thousand nine. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure. Um, And, yeah. Yeah. And, I don't know how I even feel about that. Because that, in itself, caused, like, the boom in Instagram models and Instagram people and stuff like that. And Instagram becoming, like, a. a, of course, I'm, I'm not mad at Instagram becoming a source of income for people. But Instagram, the evolution of Instagram and the boom of influencers caused something. It caused the change in beauty standards where, and this is not a bad thing because I don't care. The rise in BBLs, that came out of 2016 too. Um, I don't care about that because you can do what you want to your body. That's none of my business but beauty standards changed um first you know prior to that it was like skinny um tall you know long hair long straight hair light skin white essentially um and 2016 i feel like the end of 2015 20 the like entire 2016 cause a major shift like change in beauty standards where you know thicker um thicker well you know more voluptuous was, was the standard it is still the standard and it will change again that's why you shouldn't conform to beauty standards because it's going to cost when they change again and they will um Yeah, and you, we know what they changed to, you know, we know, like, thin waist, fat ass, wide hips, big boobs, that kind of body. Thick, but not, thick, but not, like, quote-unquote, evenly, quote-unquote, proportion. No, you don't know, you don't know, flat stomach, no stomach at all. Stretch marks, but only on your ass, none on your titties, none on your uh thighs is okay, thighs is acceptable, but none on your uh tummy, none on your arms, where stretch marks also happen. I've seen stretch marks on people's knees, so child, but yeah. And beauty standards will change again. So, like... That's not a good thing. Changing beauty standards is not a good thing. Because they will change again. Enough. Because it took a really long time for beauty standards to change. It took a really long time. Because through the 2000s into the mid-2010s... Beauty standards was, were, were, were the same. Um... And yeah um, it's going to change again, and those who have uh, uh conform to beauty standards are going to change again' you yeah. know that's why you shouldn't conform to beauty standards because they're bullshit. If you look at certain way unless you want to change it because you want to change it it's not worth it like <laughs> it's not worth it you yourself have to want it because you you yourself feel like you need to change um not because you feel not because you need to change for the sake of being perceived as perceived because people are going to there are people out there that find you beautiful and there are people out there that find you ugly. But the most important thing is that you should find yourself beautiful. So, yeah. Um, And next is the rise of black fishing. Because, of course, looking black without being black gets you places. It gets you places and I have that I have for the beginning of time because people frightened fit anyway and looking at it, you know exotic or whatever um without actually being or whatever oh, that became a thing and then black outrage became was started being used as a marketing tactic. I I wouldn't even say this is what's 2016. I would say this is more 2017 than anything. But we're going to talk about it because it's strange. It's strange. And it's not happening as much anymore. Especially with all the bullshit that went down in 2020 with that. So that hasn't happened anymore. But... Hmm... And but uh, we know that he's going to make his return. It, we know it's going to make, uh, maybe soon, sooner rather than later. Because people are only going to pretend to care about black people for so long that they're going to make twenty twenty cool off, like give that arrest, and then everything the bullshit is gonna start again it's going to start again so yeah in conclusion let 2016 live like 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 2016 go there's no reason to hold such an affinity to that year at all none none <laughs> honestly honestly so just let, just like how we let 2020 go. Let's let 2016 go. Some people are honestly still living in 2016. Doesn't make a lick of sense. <laughs> so let's let 2016 go. And that was it. That was it, really. I'm ex. Uh, That's a tangent. I'm excited for the Grammys this year. Yep, I meant to say i'm excited and the only reason i'm excited is because beyonce is performing that's literally the only reason i'm excited for that because no award shows have interested me in a while i know i spoke about it in the last episode but i'm going to speak about it again because and i'm hearing the streets are saying that uh megan is going to be performing with beyonce so if that is true we're going to get a savage remix performance The Savage Remix performance that we deserve. Um, Of course, he didn't get a video because of, you know, uh, the Ponderosa. But, a performance pretty darn close. And um, I'm very excited for that. I want to see that live while it's happening firsthand. Because mm, mm, this is the only, like, remix, honestly, that is comparable. Hmm. Almost comparable to the Flawless Remix in 2015? Was it 2015? I think it was 2015. Um, or 2014. 2016. 2015! Sorry. Not uh, 2016. Um, and I'm excited. I'm excited for an actual proper, proper performance. Because one thing... Beyonce is going to do is perform. She is going to give us a performance, and I'm absolutely here for it. I'm absolutely here for it. Um, so I'm very excited about that. You guys should be too. Um, I don't care about any of the other performances, um, performances because they're not gonna give what needs to be given. Um, and the fact that the OGs have to bring back, well. Megan can perform, I'm not gonna take that from her, but the fact that mostly the OGs have to perform for any form of interest to be developed in our shows, please, <laughs> that's it, that's very telling, honestly, very telling, um, and of course, nobody's going to, like, be, nobody's comparable to Beyonce in that performance, in that category (laughs) anyway nobody comes close but there should be there are of course there are a few new girls that can perform but we're going to need some because these ogs are only going to be with us in music first of all much longer and no more honestly because they're going to retire one day they all are and some people are going to have to like step up and right now in the pop in the pop genre I'm not seeing because Dua Lipa not comparable at all to mm-mm I must need to see a black pop star. Mm-hmm. Thought so, normally was the one, but <laughs> anyway, that was just my little uh thing, thing thing with what's going, like the beginning of twenty twenty one. Um by the time you get this, my birthday <laughs> my birthday would have passed. Yes, my birthday was a past, so yeah, um, I would have enjoyed my birthday hopefully but yeah that's that's it for this episode. um, thank you for listening. Hope to see you in the next one i hope you' you 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 listen to the next one, please listen to the next one, and yeah, you will hear me next time. bye.